Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coffee Talk podcast by Callstack. Uh, this is a podcast when we talk greatest and latest of React and React Native news uh, with me and my friends from Callstack, uh, Oscar and Michal. Hello, guys. Hey, Okash. Hi. Hi so for, for today's episode, I was thinking we can do our hot takes on the latest and greatest and newest and one and only state of react native 2022 uh so historically we haven't had the own survey but this time around this year uh our friends over at software mansion conducted this survey which you can find which results of which you can find on results.stateofreactnative.com and uh, in the about section, you can read that this survey uh, was conducted uh, from 22nd December till 20th of January this year. And we got over 1800 people responding to this survey. So that's not a huge number, but that's not small, right? Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, I think it's pretty good, uh, especially compared to the, um, to the original um, State of JS, uh, which got 30, 39,000 uh, developers and from the way bigger JavaScript community. So I think it's a, it's a pretty, yeah. uh, pretty decent result. And I hope the community around this survey will grow and this survey will get better and more inclusive over time. Uh, so yeah, the survey was, uh, like I said, conducted by, um, software mention and, uh, popularized by uh, Sebastian from this week in React. So uh, we will have some skew of the data because of that, because of the um, focusing the community on those two uh, focal points. But let's not get ahead of the facts. Let's jump straight into it. The first category that I uh, maybe one word of um, announcement we will not be reading the whole survey. The survey is deep, it's extensive, it has a lot of buzzwords, it has a lot of names, it has a lot of numbers. So a lot of libraries, yeah. We wouldn't do anyone a favor if we would just read this thing. Just go ahead and read it all, it's really interesting. Uh, we gathered some of our opinions, some of our uh, bullet points around the specific parts. I want to start, if you allow me, with resources. And I would like to thank everyone who took the survey and who voted for this podcast as Ooh. one of the best podcasts that there are around React Native community. So thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate your appreciation. And I would like also to give a shout out to React Native Radio, who is on number one. It's amazing podcast. I, I listen to it almost every week. Uh, Jamon and the whole internet thread, they do a great job with it. So thanks a lot. And another thing from the resources category that I want to mention is the React Native EU community. So online community, React Native EU. I know it's only two voters here, but it's a recognition nonetheless. Uh, not many people uh, got to this question, honestly. Yeah. I think it's particularly um, interesting that uh, this section is uh, filled by 70 to two or 300 respondents where um, 
most of the other um, categories were filled by um, like 1200 uh, developers uh, or, or close to uh, 1400. So I'm not sure what's, uh, what's the deal with that. Uh, this makes this data less reliable. Uh, but uh, the answers are still there, and they are the, the best we have in this space. Uh, I can also see that you can be an active React Native developer, and you will follow uh, This Week in React, Twitters, blog posts, uh, podcasts, but you are not really likely to join Discord server, like online community that you are a part of, right? So I guess that's like half of the... Uh, of the answer here. Okay, uh, moving on to maybe about you, about React Native developers who did the survey. Uh, yeah, uh, I would like to like apart from from the age, uh, it's it's all, all of course apparent that uh, most of the React Native uh, developers are in the age of uh, 24 to uh, 25 to, the, to 34. Uh, but what's uh, interesting in this uh, survey is that uh, according to it, uh, most of the respondents are, uh, or most of the React Native developers are from France, uh, 11%, and then uh, from USA. Um, I think that's, uh, um, that's a culprit of uh, this survey being um, advertised or uh, rather supported by uh, this week in React newsletter by Sebastian Lorber. Uh, so, uh, um, so, so yeah, that's that's some uh, funny coincidence. Uh, and uh, if we scroll a bit lower, yeah, uh, you know, we will see uh, the, uh, the the gender. And uh, here, uh, um, it's uh, it, it's apparent that two uh, percent of React Native developers are women, which is twenty four people. Like the vast, vast majority, ninety-seven percent is uh, um, is men. It's something to think about, uh, and uh, I don't don't want to dive any deeper into this topic because there is so much to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to keep that in mind when you um, when you read this. That uh, it's about participants of this particular survey, and like in my day to day, uh, in Callstack, for example, I don't see as much disparity between men and women, not not 2% uh, uh, versus 98, but it is an issue that we have in, in tech space in general, but it seems like in, in React Native it's even more. Um, yeah, moving on to developer background. Um, yeah, uh, one thing uh, I would uh, specifically want to call out is uh, contribution to React Native libraries. Uh, I'm especially thankful for um, the survey to uh, incorporate this question, uh, because this gives us overview of who is um, voting, uh, who is uh, responding. And here out of uh, um, 1800 uh, developers, 36% are um, have ever uh, contributed to a React Native uh, library, like uh, one of those third-party uh, native modules or native component. 36% contributors is uh, um, way higher, like a, a, 
like another uh, level of uh, um, or, or order of magnitude uh, of uh, the answer I would expect from from my experience uh, with uh, developers and their contributions. So uh, this gives me that uh, slight um, suspicion. Yeah, that uh, it's it's rather a um, this active React Native community survey uh, than uh, you know. Yeah, you some, know what I think. Good representation think... of regular React Native developers. Yeah, These are it's... definitely not regular developers. Yeah, it's also um, worth mentioning as this number is definitely lower than thirty six percent in in real world. Uh, so if you want to contribute but uh, don't have the knowledge or uh, any idea how to fix a particular bug in in the library. You can also spend some time polishing the issue description, providing a good reproduction, and and yeah, that will that will help the maintainers a lot. Yeah, and these are all valid contributions to the open source and to the uh, libraries that we're using to the whole landscape. Yeah, like, uh, I, I think oh. that when we get further with the survey, like a year further or two years further, that number will decrease, but not necessarily because we have less contributor, the the pool of uh, developers that take the survey will be bigger, so more, more representative. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to also point out uh, in this section, if you could scroll down to the OS version targeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there we uh, can see that almost 400 uh, developers are targeting the latest iOS 16 which uh, is kind of interesting that um, so, 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 so big percentage is, is uh, targeting the, the latest version. So <clears throat> yeah, it's like, it's amazing because in my day to day, I, <laughs> we are discouraged from targeting the newest system. We are encouraged to uh, support lower versions. Uh, one, important thing that I want to mention in developer background is the ex the previous experience of those developers. So you would guess that the previous experience for most of the developers to taking the survey is React because it's like a natural path. Uh, the second one is like a regular front end, but not React. But the third category of people coming into React Native is backend developer, which is so surprising to me because I don't know any backend developers uh, working in React Native. Yeah, and uh, I think this is uh, coming from people that are uh, so-called full-stack. They're doing uh, both front-end and back-end development. So this is probably uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm skipping the platform APIs. Uh, we covered it pre-show, pre and we didn't find anything exciting there. But I found something exciting in state management. So first of all, I want to pitch uh, uh, the podcast that we did uh, two months ago with Ola, uh, who is our colleague from Callstack. It's on our Callstack engineer channel in the, uh, and we were discussing the state management libraries in general. Ola just wrote a book about state management in React Native. And when we discussed this, it, there is some disconnect between what we discussed and what is in this survey, because in the survey, of course, you have uh, r just regular React state, right? Use state, this state, use context. Then you have Redux, which is ubiquitous library, most often used in big corporation. And then you don't have Mobex, which is 
like a natural counterpart to re Redux in yeah. every comparison, in every YouTube video. You have Redux versus Mobex, and Mobex is not here. I don't know why. A Mobex is down there with the, sorry, how it's called, other state management. <laughs> but like, come on. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand this. So that's that what that what is most interesting to me in this section. Yeah, maybe maybe it's it's that Mobex is more likely used to on on the web uh, than in React Native. But uh, yeah, that that's what yeah, people answered. So at the same time, you have you have Ignite from Infinite Red, which is popular boilerplate. And it uses Mobex, right? And you have Jamon from <laughs> React Native Radio, who is maintainer of Mobex state tree for React Native. So, yeah, so okay, moving on. And we will see later that uh, these are actually used by uh, by developers those those uh, boilerplates. So, yeah, yeah. but let let's data not fetching. Uh, talk too much. Uh, one thing in data fetching that struck me is that eighty percent, eighty nine percent actually. Uh, of the respondents uh, use Axios and when we have a uh, fully capable fetch API. I um, don't find it surprising at all. <laughs> in my, how, how, how old is fetch in React Native? I don't know. I mean, probably from the almost, no, I, I don't know, to be honest. I remember that uh, when I used to work in a few years ago, we always use Axios because it's very powerful. Or the API is really nice. I really like it a lot. And uh, Fetch was there as well. But yeah, if you have those kind of legacy projects, you work with Axios. Why yeah, I remember like, the only reason to use Axios was uh, um, canceling requests, uh, which uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't possible with Fetch uh, mm -hmm. until we got abort controller. Uh, but now and uh, a few years back, that's you know today it's uh, it's awfully capable of doing that. Uh, like one nice thing about Axios is that it has this concept of interceptors. Uh, interceptors. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, requests and uh, and and responses. So so this is uh, pretty cool. But on the other hand, it adds like uh, eighteen or twelve kilobytes uh, to the to the bundle. And if you don't really need it, uh, I don't see a reason to uh, to add it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what's also um, really interesting in this section, uh, if you could scroll down, uh, that is that we have RTK query down here in the older data fetching. Um, and since we saw the like 80% of usage of Redux in projects, this is quite um, surprising that it's only like 40 yeah. users. Yeah, because that, that's probably uh, the reason uh, that people complain to me about Redux having boilerplate um, w when we uh, when we speak during the interview sessions. So uh, <laughs> they're just not using RTK uh, or RTK query. Which is weird, but yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, and what's, uh, what's also uh, Maybe not weird, but in interesting. Uh, something that I want I wanted to call out here is that uh, if we scroll um, uh, a bit up uh, again, uh, there is a TRPC uh, which is uh, just just gaining usage. It's at seven percent now, and TRPC is this uh, um, hot new popular um, technology, let's say, uh, on the on the web and uh, and Node.js uh, where you can use 
TypeScript to um, to to share some some data fetching layer between um, between server and the client, and it's uh, surprisingly uh, e- easy and convenient to to use. And it's uh, it's also uh, at the top of the interest uh, if you switch to the interest tab. So this this is uh, interesting to. Um, uh, to observe that uh, how web technologies uh, influence what we do uh, in in mobile. Yeah, you got me interested. Uh, switching to navigation, no surprises here. React navigation is the king. Can we end this subject and move on? <laughs> yeah, just a huge shout out to uh, Satya from from our um, from our team who's uh, doing a great job maintaining this library. And uh, yeah, I can move on. <laughs> no, I, I was actually joking. I want to I want to say something about the Expo router, which is still experimental and already used by twelve percent of uh, survey respondents. But yeah, again, that's actually so- amazing. Software Mansion closely related to Expo, uh, so probably uh, this number is skew in a sense. But I really yeah, like mm-hmm. how this is inspired by Next.js navigation and folder based. Um, yeah, it's, it's very nice to see a different pattern in like established environment. You see something new and you think, okay, I can do it this way as well. Right, it's yeah, yeah. breaking also, the paradigm. What I'm saying, it's another w- thing from uh, from the web that's influencing uh, React Native. You can see that yeah. this is uh, uh, we have this this uh, one ecosystem of React developers, React apps, uh, and JavaScript, and it's influencing each other. And speaking of which, uh, we have React Router at a pretty high usage of forty four percent, which. Uh, from our uh, perspective, uh, um, from mobile development, uh, is uh, is not the optim- not the most uh, optimal way of uh, routing on um, on the uh, on mobile. Uh, there's just there are just different paradigms of of navigation here and there. Uh, but still, uh, people are using that. They're they're finding it uh, um, reliable, and uh, that's okay as well it's probably making them way more productive. Yeah, I'm moving on to styling. And I know that in style, the, the, the same team goes to the styling because again, uh, web technology, which, which is Tailwind, is being brought from web to mobile by people who like it and try to use it in, in React Native. So I think that's great. Although I don't like it because I don't understand it because I wasn't brought up in this tailwind ecosystem on web. I like yeah, my style sheet API jump, better. <laughs> jump on a bandwagon. Uh, I, I feel like tailwind is a framework of styling and you have to get familiar with this before you find it useful. And the learning curve is quite steep. That's my opinion. Uh, yeah, but once you learn it, that's, uh, that's definitely worth it. It's it's great yeah, to it's read nice. the book uh, from the creators. Uh, there is some a more thought behind this whole system, so it's definitely worth uh, exploring, uh, learning from from them as well. Oh yeah. So what's also uh, really interesting is that we have styled components here uh, at sixty percent of usage, um, and that's interesting because styled components has some performance issues. Uh, in uh, React Native. 
So, yeah. Mm. Michal, you yeah, also I mean, it's, it's, it's related to the uh, adding more and more component wrappers. It's, uh, it's one of those examples of uh, the death by a thousand cuts um, in terms of uh, uh, style components. And also, uh, I think if we go down to the, uh, to the sentiment uh, analysis for, for this library, um, we, we will see that uh, style components it has pretty, a pretty lot of uh, uh, negative sentiment. And uh, that's probably related also to the fact that uh, React team is uh, is uh, discouraging using of CSS and JS libraries uh, that can't uh, be extracted to uh, to to, to uh, regular CSS. Uh, yeah, what should I move on to? Are we talking about UI component libraries now? Yes. And which is the best and the greatest and the finest? It's React Native Paper from Colstack, from our dear friend Ryu. A great library. Uh, React Native Paper actually just released. Was it just released? Or I think beta was, was available before that. But the V5 uh, is in stable version now. And V5 actually uses the material u uh language yeah <laughs> design it's language material it's it's a material design uh in the version three of material des design they rebranded it to material u uh which is quite confusing uh <laughs> to be honest and uh react native paper is um, um is kind enough to uh, support uh, both Material Design version two and version three, uh, and uh, yeah, it was uh, released pretty uh, pretty recently. Uh, and uh, one extra thing um, I wanted to to call out is that there is uh, Tamagui, uh, which uh, um, which is uh, in other UI components libraries. Yeah. And oh yeah, it's 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 another oh so maybe maybe it was a part of the of the styling, uh, but hey, what's what's Dripsy? I don't know. I don't know. I feel so ashamed because I don't know what Dripsy is. It's it's here. It's it's getting six percent usage from the survey responders, but I don't know what it is. I mean, shout them UI. I also don't know what it is, and yeah, UI kitten. Too. I mean, it's just, I guess, a component library. And UIKitten has more. <laughs> like the paper, native base, and React Native Elements, that's the holy trinity of UI libraries. And what's, what's down here, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, but and and still, if you go to interest, uh, Dripsy is at 50% uh, of, of interest. Um, oh, okay. This year, so uh, so, so it's definitely it's something like a new to, kid on the block. Yeah, that's something to uh, to to take our eyes on, and uh, I think we can skip to to another section. Yeah, I don't want to discuss graphics. Uh, I don't think there's not that much anything uh, surprising there. Let's move on to React Native features, and in React Native features, I think the there is something important around new architecture. 
Yeah, definitely. So uh, you can switch to the interest tab. Um, and as we can see, everyone is interested in new architecture, in fabric, in turbo modules. But uh, if you switch to the usage tab, actually um, there is 20% of usage, which is actually quite good for, for the new architecture, which is still marked as experimental by Meta. Um, and we got Hermes at the first place here of usage. Yeah, yeah. with sixty uh, percent. Uh, so it's it's uh, pretty great to see um, this wide adoption, um, especially that Hermes is uh, the default since uh, uh, 070. Uh, so yeah, great. Go go Hermes, uh, and uh, um, it helps our, our apps to improve the time to interactive and load faster. So it's definitely worth a, a try at least. Uh, For and, the new architecture. Uh, for the new architecture, yeah, I one, also one need thing. to point out that yeah. this twenty-two okay. percent again, this is professionals uh, feeling in this this survey. It's not twenty-two percent across the board for React Native developers. It's twenty-two percent for people from which thirty percent are actively contributing to some libraries. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So so probably this is uh, this is the usage they they're coming from. Uh, maybe migrating their own libraries uh, or helping out in the uh, in the ecosystem migration. One like last thing I wanted to call out is that uh, Meta or React Native Core team is uh, particularly um, unhappy that uh, we as a community use Fabric and Turbo modules, uh, which are code names for some parts of the arch new architecture. They wanted uh, um, us to just refer to it as a whole, as new architecture. Uh, but um, I guess that's uh, that's gonna that's just gonna stay with us as uh, um, as with uh, um, how it, how how it was with uh, um, with React Fiber. Uh, we still um, stuck with that num with that name for a few years before it you know became like the the default and the standard of way of rendering things on inside of React. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to I say that's, something that's else from, from React Native Features. There is this one interesting stat that I found here. Oh, it is here. Do you integrate React Native with applications written using other technology? So this stat is confusing somehow because 80% uh, of 1,200 responders said that they're using it only in Greenfield apps, but that means that 20% use Brownfield approach in some of their applications. So again, professionals <laughs> and not general public, Brownfield applications are not an easy thing to do. So if one in fifth of, uh, in, 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 of the survey responders is using the Brownfield approach, professionals, that's all, right. that's what, all I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, uh, it's, it's worth acknowledging that um, it's it's not some kind of niche. Uh, there are real apps, real uh, developers working on those uh, brownfield applications. Uh, it's not only Expo and uh, Greenfield. Uh, there are more complex um, things here, and uh, I I would like to. Um, Check the uh, profiling performance profiling uh, with Flipper being uh, 
uh, being used the most, uh, followed by native uh, profiling and uh, uh, React Native performance. Uh, there are apparently three uh, different libraries that are called React Native performance. And uh, I know it's uh, kind of complicated, but uh, fortunately, uh, last month we released a uh, guide to performance optimization uh, at uh, at Callstack uh, this year's edition. So uh, you can find about all those tools and how to profile your app, how to debug um, there. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, without further ado, uh, I would I would get to um, other app aspects. <laughs> yes, yeah, and which in is, other app aspects, like which is I particularly feel... interesting uh, because uh, apparently. Uh, Testing, uh, which uh, I guess we will scroll to. Oh yeah, yeah, we're there. Testing is an other app aspect. So uh, I think this this shows what uh, what developers think about uh, uh, boring stuff like um, um, health of the code base uh, and uh, and stability. So. <laughs> Um, um, it's it's not surprising that Jest is um, is the king here uh, with uh, more than ninety percent of usage, and uh, React Native testing library um, is used for um, um, for integration testing um, of JS, and we were particularly uh, proud of it because uh, uh, this is the library that uh, we we bootstrap at uh, Callstack for one of our clients and. Uh, and uh, later on, we um, we teamed up with the tes testing library group to to have it like a official shape um, of uh, of the whole family of of those uh, libraries for different platforms. What I want to point out, and then is there is Detox Maestro and, and this new Maestro, yeah, yeah, Maestro is great. I, I I looked at it briefly, and it blew my mind how easy you can write tests. Uh, if you can call them writing tests, when you click in some interactive editor and just picking up the uh, the test IDs and, and all that, it's really, really nice. And I think it will grow in popularity for the next uh, survey. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. Uh, hope to do so. Going to the tools, and in tools, I think, Oscar, you wanted to say something about the JavaScript and TypeScript. Um, yeah, I can say it. So, um, as we can see on the graph, there is like, um, only 50% uh, developers or survey respondents that are using 100% of TypeScript in their code base and 8.5% of uh, survey respondents using 100% of JavaScript. Um, and we've got also got like 20 to 30% people in between. Mm. So yeah, that's. So the conclusion is that React Native developers code in TypeScript. Majority yeah. of us code in TypeScript, and almost like negligible uh, portion of the responders use JavaScript exclusively. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and then to the React Native alternatives, which yeah, is so an, which is an interesting graph. Yes, definitely. So if you could show the interest graph first. Um, so here we have SwiftUI, which is like at 59% um, of interest. So React Native developers are certainly interested in SwiftUI. 
and but it's not really an alternative since uh, Swift UI is mostly iOS based uh, UI framework. Um, and you can actually use uh, Swift UI inside of React Native and you can use React Native inside of Swift UI. But if we get to the uh, usage tab, yeah, yeah, yeah. go mm -hmm. in there. We can see that oh, Swift UI is actually at 19%. Um, and the most used one is Cordova, which um, just renders a web view. So, yeah. Yeah, that's I think you can see in the sentiment, is it? In the sentiment that people are using Cordova and Ionic, but they don't want to. <laughs> probably, <laughs> but they're still using they it. To. Or they're yeah. migrating their apps to React Native. Uh, yeah. Yeah, moving on to opinions. So, Michal, is React Native ecosystem changing too fast? Yeah, according to 25% of uh, respondents, it is changing too fast, uh, uh, which uh, I think it's, it's pretty understandable. Uh, uh, but majority of uh, users uh, think that React Native is in this uh, happy state. Um, uh, like actually, eighty percent of the developers are um, happy or very happy with the general state of React Native, and eighty-two percent of them are also happy with the direction that uh, um, the React Native is uh, is, is heading. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, this is. Uh, and this is what I would expect it's good to have uh, this this kind of uh, data to back those uh, expectations and uh, and uh, we are showing the um, the pain points also that uh, developers have uh, with react native uh, these are pretty known from the survey that um, that was uh, pretty popular uh, early, like uh, late last year uh, and uh, like number one pain point is upgrades this is specifically for uh, non-expo libraries and um, this is something that uh, we were tackling this year at Callstack in the React Native CLI team, uh, we'll be uh, figuring out uh, whatever possible to uh, improve this upgrading experience and uh, make sure that next year um, that's going to fall way, way lower in the, um, in the pain points uh, array. Yeah, I think so. So uh, I think I think it's time to wrap up this episode. And maybe while we are on the opinions tab, we can share our own opinions or context around this, and we can end. So Oscar, can you start with your view about the state of React Native 2022 survey? Yeah, sure. So uh, my view is that uh, this is an awesome initiative from uh, folks at Software Mansion. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the next year's edition. Yeah, uh, from from my point of view, um, I'm I'm really happy that uh, someone finally um, took the step at uh, filling this gap in the React Native community. Uh, even though uh, there is like, uh, as every um, data source is uh, is biased in some way, uh, it's still. Um, it's still some some kind of data that we can um, maybe base our decision or opinions from, uh, it's, and it's important uh, to have that. And I'm really looking forward uh, to the next year uh, where 
we will have some um, some data to uh, uh, to compare how the community is changing from 2022 to 2023. So uh, yeah, great job, um, all the uh, developers and, and managers. Uh, involved uh, on this from Software Mansion and uh, um, good luck on the on the next version. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think I agree with Michal. I think this this particular survey is a snapshot of this particular community and this particular year. So I think when the community broadens and there will be more responders next year, we will have much more accurate data for broader community. And it will be great to see the journey of some of those libraries and some of those trends. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here with me and recording this coffee talk by Colstack. We were talking about State of React Native. You can find it on results.stateofreactnative.com. And if you want to share opinions with us, uh, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on YouTube, and you can find us all on colstack.com. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you very you. much, Luca, for hosting us uh, next time. Bye. Thanks. Bye.